Hello and welcome to episode number 88 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers, and today's episode is entitled Angelina's Initiative. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. This week, we'd like to congratulate the St. Thomas More Knights track team for winning the 2022 Junior Provincial Championships and want to recognize head coach Dave Matiazzo and all his assistant coaches for the time and effort that they've put into the program. Thank you for all that you do, and congratulations on an outstanding win. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my student producer and my great friend Nathan Rivers, and thanks for joining us today. As always, both of us, we appreciate the company. Now, in this episode, I've got the opportunity to have a conversation with Angelina, who's a grade 12 student at my high school. And the cool thing was that when Angelina was in grade 10, and this was during the COVID pandemic, teaching went online. Now, she, along with other students, began an initiative in which they created a webinar, it was kind of like a podcast, to help and support the young people in our communities who were suffering through this pandemic, and they were isolated. Now, in these webinars, they talked about health and wellness, education, politics, and topical issues, and they did this to keep young people connected. The truth is, I'm not sure that they were prepared for the success that they actually encountered. Thousands of people began to listen to each episode. So much so that, as a matter of fact, government in Canada invested thousands of dollars in their program. The good they did is absolutely remarkable. And this is Angelina's story. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Morning, Angelina. How are you doing today? Good morning, Mr. Ziki. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. Well, we're starting this at about 7.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. just before class starts. So mm-hmm. we've got a sign outside the door that says, don't disturb. <laughs> Hopefully, no one walks in. Mm-hmm. You walked into my room with how many cookies? 45 or 46. And the reason you've got 46 cookies, and you baked them, right? <laughs> yes, today at 2 a.m.-ish. <laughs> 2 a.m. in the morning? Yes. <laughs> so I asked you when you walked in, I go, do you sleep at all? Yes, I do. I, I definitely did. After I baked the cookies, yes. So now why did you bake the cookies for? <laughs> Tomorrow is actually my birthday, my 18th birthday. So I just thought I should bake some cookies for everyone because tomorrow I'm going to... Uh, ultimate provincials as a manager so today i thought i can bake some chocolate chip cookies and m&m cookies and share them with everyone well happy birthday <laughs> well it's the day before but happy birthday now i just gotta is it aren't you supposed to be the one that gets the cookies not give the cookies uh, true but come on spread some sweetness around <laughs> the community i guess <laughs> you know what that's a perfect segue because yes. this has everything to do with this initiative you started and mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny this doesn't surprise me that you would do this because that's kind of who you are so let's talk about this initiative and the impact that it had on the community so what did you do mm-hmm. so when i was in grade 10 this is a summer of grade 10 in 2020 so back in around May to June of 2020, several friends approached me about this kind of initiative. They were creating 
podcast formatted webinars and they were interviewing like they planned on interviewing guest speakers to talk about different COVID-19 issues including the shutdown the economy whether everything's going to restart the mask and the vaccine other other rules that got started because of the shutdown that happened around March of 2020 and I said yes, of course, it's it's an opportunity, why not? And I didn't have a whole lot on my plate back then, and so I just thought, why not join them and help contribute and see what happens from there. We had no idea that this what this would turn into, but we just kind of we just kind of got started as a group. And so we built slides or PowerPoint presentations and we coordinated on Slack, like different platforms that yeah. businesses and yes. other larger nonprofits actually use and we coordinated a bunch of uh, webinars and we were able to invest guest speakers including MP Jagmeet Singh, MP Peter Julian, MLA Ann Kang, MLA Raj Chohan, many many politicians and also other school administ- uh, admissions officers and many of uh, like many others. So I've got to ask you, so you've got these politicians that you brought in. How did you, did you approach them or did you send uh, some of your friends? Did they approach them? How did you get them onto your podcast? Oh, so we kind of have a connection with um, a uh, the constituency office assistant of MLA Ann Kang. Yes. That was back in October of grade 10. I was volunteering at the office and several other people that approached me several friends they were also volunteering in at Emily Ann Kane's constituency office and so we kind of have that connection with different politicians and before we've met many of them such as MP Peter Julian we helped him with flyering and other volunteering kind of for instance this Lunar New Year celebration we helped with many uh, kind of other volunteer opportunities back then. And so we kind of have that connection. And so now when we emailed them about this initiative, they were very happy that they can have this chance to talk about different societal things to help youth around uh, the lower mainland area of BC and just try to provide some comfort, reassurance, and motivation during the COVID time. So your podcast was focused on trying to help young people then who were in a a difficult time. We all were during the the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And trying to see if there's some things that you could help them with. Awesome. So when you got this podcast going, did you realize the impact that would have? Because it did. It had an incredible impact, right? We we were just kind of doing our thing. We didn't really anticipate anything like anything huge to come out of this right and so we were just thinking like we emailed uh many many high school teachers across bc asking them if they can pass along this opportunity to so their students can know about it and if they want to come listen on it's their choice basically right and so we had no idea we would have thousands or at least hundreds to thousands of listeners or people who joined our webinars, who attended our webinars, and also this eventually <clears throat> turned into a nonprofit organization because we were doing monthly webinars. And so we had no idea at first what this is gonna turn into, what this is gonna evolve into, but we just kind of thought this might be a cool way, a meaningful way to help the community. And so 
we weren't really anticipating huge impacts, but we can we just thought, you know, why not start small and see what it goes from there. So how did it turn into a nonprofit organization? Because there must have been people mm-hmm. with uh, that were quite influential. How did they they listen to your podcast and say, hey, this is something that we can promote to a greater degree? Like, how did that come about? Mm-hmm. So our adult mentor was that uh, constituency office assistant, and he was an adult, and then he had connections with previous volunteers that he's worked with, yes. in, like previous jobs, and also at the office. And so he contacted some of them, and a few had they were studying law or business, and they kind of knew about the process of starting a nonprofit. You have to register at the government, and we also had an AGM. Wow. <laughs> yeah, an annual general meeting, I think that's what it stands yes. for. And it was quite cool as someone who was 14, 15 years old to just attend an actual AGM, and that was a cool experience. And so they said, this is a cool opportunity, why not turn it into something more formal or official? And so and we registered and we also got funding. It was about $25,000 from the government. Wow, <laughs> yeah, wow. And so that's how everything kind of rolled from there. So what's the name, what was the name of the, the podcast? It's called Burnaby Youth Hive. So we were thinking of, because we started in Burnaby, yes. that's where uh, most of the volunteers were from, and so that's where the word Burnaby came from. And youth, it's because we were uh, just spreading the word and kind of spreading comfort, motivation, and reassurance to youth around the Lower Mainland or around BC, and that's the youth part. And the hive part, we were thinking <clears throat> because honeybees and other species they live in a hive right and yeah. they have a really tight knit community and so that's why awesome. not use that so Burnaby Youth Hive that's awesome <laughs> so did you see some did you see impact immediately did you get feedback from some of the young people that were listening that kind of motivated you to move forward can you, can you talk about that do you remember mm-hmm. anything at all yes during the webinars we we have a lot of ways to interact with the audience as opposed to simply us presenting whatever is on the PowerPoint. Right. And so, for instance, we, we were using Zoom as our platform to deliver these podcast format webinars. And so, in the comment section, we would ask many questions like, hey, basically, how's it going? And are you following up with, <clears throat> are you following up with the content? And also, in, the, in our slides, we had not only follow-up questions, but interaction questions, like yes. give a thumbs up if you, feel like you were impacted by this aspect of the of the COVID-19 pandemic or has this have you learned anything from from for instance your journey since March 2020 you know with the quarantine like ha- what are some of the impacts and we got them to there were lots of interactions yes. in these webinar sessions and so they were able to we were kind of able to uh, from their responses understand what state they were in, like what state students were in, what hardships they may be facing. And so those became the next topics for our uh, next webinars. And also afterwards, we would send emails to attendees and asking them about how was it? Did you enjoy it? Was there anything we could have improved upon? And so we can get feedback and make our webinars 
better in quality. <laughs> what a great initiative. And during that period of time, I know I was teaching at home when we were teaching through, mm-hmm. you know, it, the, the whole school, the whole school system had been shut down. And mm-hmm. so you knew that kids were being impacted by it. And it was, uh, it was a difficult time. So for you to be able to do that, that was huge. Now, would people still have access to that? Like if I wanted to check on some of your episodes, there's still, I, I would assume there's still an app, right? Yes. I think we, we still have an we have a website, but we're not super active on social media because we were directly reaching out yes. to teachers and students via email back then. And so I do believe we have a website. Uh, I can't remember the name specifically, but it's something along the lines of Burnaby Youth Hive. And so that's where you can access our previous videos and webinars. I can do some research and find that and post it when, mm-hmm. we're, when we're doing this. Any challenges along the way? Challenges. We were just a bunch of teenage kids doing this thing that we we were kind of confused and a little intimidated the entire time. So how many how many were there? How many kids? About five to seven of us. Okay. They were all uh, grade elevens, grade twelves, and with me a single grade ten going to grade eleven, right, and right, also right. I think two university students who okay. were also on board, <clears throat> and. We really didn't know what this was going to turn into, and so along the way, we had to learn a lot about how to organize this and like role division, job division based on different people's strengths, and we were facing a relatively huge audience for people at our age, like age of 15, 16, and just facing hundreds and overall thousands of people and talking to government officials, like wow. candidate for Canada's Prime Minister, MP Jagmeet Singh, that kind of figures. And so even though we were intimidated throughout this journey and we kind of at times didn't know if this was going to, like, if our whatever decisions we make, whatever next steps we take, whether they're going to be beneficial or they're going to slow us down, we were just also living through the confusion because we started this um, nonprofit because we, for instance, on my perspective, I recognize that so many of my classmates and friends, when they were doing online classes, they seemed to be uh, like really, really motivated in, in a negative way by this pandemic. They yeah. didn't really, like, they didn't feel the motivation to work hard anymore. Yes. And they were lacking some of kind of like a boost or an inspiration to continue going despite the quarantine and all that. Yes. And so, we were also impacted by that and just the doubt and confusion, hesitation during the pandemic. But we just thought, oh, well, everybody has a first time, right? And you never get it right the first time. And so with more webinars, as we gain experience, it became a lot easier for us to talk in front of a huge audience and everything just ran a lot more smoothly. And that's pretty much how we conquered the challenges of kind of emotional barriers such as uh, self, self-doubt and hesitation and others. Well, that's impressive. The fact that you guys decided to take upon yourselves to help so many people. You saw there was a need and you moved forward on an initiative. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. And I know from talking to some of the instructors 
um, here at the school mm -hmm. that were aware of it. And that's how they, they put me on to what you were doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. The impact was absolutely huge. I mean, I've got a small one compared to you. You should, you're the expert. Oh, no, no, no. No, trust me on this one. No, you're very humble. But the reality is your audience is far, you know, wider in scope compared to who's listening to this. But that's, that's wild. That's such a good thing. You know, and I talk to the kids here at the school, and, and you know that I speak from the heart, mm -hmm. that the world's going to be in, in a much better place with people like you, young adults that you know, see a problem. Instead of sitting back and going, oh, you know, what can we do? You actually see something and you go, this is what we can do. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. That's huge. What did you learn about yourself along this journey? Oh, many things. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of the main kind of aspects <clears throat> aspects that I learned about myself is probably compassion. Um, before I just thought, you know, when people need help, for instance, from the Bible, love your neighbor as yourself, or also love your neighbors as Jesus has loved us, right? And so I just try to treat people nicely, but I didn't really know, like, I didn't have the compassion label with some of my previous kind of actions or decisions. And it was when I talked to several teachers at the school and several friends about this initiative, and then they really highlighted the word compassion and being a compassionate individual. They highlighted that for me. And so, because we started that in grade, in summer of grade 10, right? Yes. And so in my grade 11 and currently in my grade 12 year, I was able to kind of dwell on that word. And I just, I associated the word compassion with me. And so I was conscious of what I was doing in different like acts of helping others spreading kindness and just other things that I do I was aware of the kind of the compassion aspect and I really put that into consideration whenever I'm doing whenever I'm whenever I'm associating myself with other people and different for instance science opportunities other stem activities with the community and interacting with others I really put that into consideration yeah the impact that you will have as a result of your actions <laughs> Wow. If you were going to talk to young adults mm -hmm. and um, you were going to give them some advice, you know, you had an idea, what advice would you give to some of the, the kids out there that are looking at things in society that they question or perhaps would like to see change? What advice would you give to them? Well, my experience has shown that don't be afraid to, to try to do the right thing. You never know what the outcome is going to be, but if you never try, you never know. Well, as the cliche saying goes, there's a reason why there's a saying like that, yeah. right? You never try, you never know. And just if you truly feel compassionate about, or if you truly feel passionate about a societal issue or something or some acts of injustice that you see, that you recognize, that you don't know if anyone else is aware or you don't know who else is going to change it why not you become the change why not why don't you lead the change so for instance for us we we didn't have in mind that we're going to start a nonprofit at the beginning we were just thinking how can we help our community so many of our friends classmates they were struggling emotionally academically and also physically you know yeah. there's you can't really go to the gym anymore for instance yes and so seeing their struggles really made us kind of feel the need to help them, feel the need to 
help us as well. Like the five to seven of us, like we also needed support and help and reassurance from adult figures or politician leaders uh, in our society. And so for others who in like in high school that are trying to fix an issue, I'd say just go for it. Like know your limits and know, associate yourself with kind, also kind-hearted people and uh, that way you not only make connections but you can with different people's kind of like with the collaboration of everyone and different people's strengths you can get this get whatever project you want moving forward and that's no matter how big or how small it's going to make an impact and you know that and if it's coming from the heart like like Mr. Rizik you're making this podcast if it's coming from the heart then people will recognize the sincerity of your actions and also understand that you know whatever acts of kindness that you're doing it's for the community and it really touches them and it does make an impact the original question was what do you i asked you i said advice to young people but what you're just saying right now it actually doesn't just apply to young people right Mm -hmm. it applies to everybody when you think about it if everybody decided to take something on that they felt they could help make a difference society Mm -hmm. as a whole the world as a whole it's pretty inspiring. Yes. What do you, what do you hope to do? You're graduating this year. Mm-hmm. I know our school's gonna miss you. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm graduating. I know, <laughs> no. I know. But when you're graduating, so what? What are you hoping to do? Like, where would you like to go, and what would you like to take, and what would you like to study? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a science geek, especially in uh, the areas of chemistry and physics. Yes. And mathematics, of course. And so next year, I'm going to UBC for general sciences, hoping I can get a double double major, double degree thing of chemistry and physics. I mean, that might change depending on where my passion lies in the future. Yes. But UBC general sciences, that's the path. However, during this, during my undergrad. Uh, career I'd say um, I'll still be focusing on different opportunities and like different extracurricular stem opportunities because that's when I can get myself <clears throat> associated with others other scientists other people who are passionate about different issues in my community so as opposed to simply studying and right just good for you diving into science so you're going to continue to try and do things mm-hmm. in the community yes that definitely. you started when you were in grade 10 uh, maybe not specifically on the Burnaby Youth Hive. Right, but other things. Yes, because because of different academic demands in grade grade eleven, I had lots of. I was doing several science twelve yes. and other grade twelve yes. courses, and so during the course of grade eleven, I began like kind of letting others take the lead, like on our team, and so I was kind of slowly fading out of that. But I did take on many other opportunities to or just chances chances to help the community, to get myself associated with the community, talking to different people, and helping different do you, students in, do you in have, our school community. Do you have uh, a goal for when you graduate, what you would like to do, like your long-term goal, like five or six years, where you'd like to be, or that's too far in the future right now? You'd like to explore some of your passions a bit more? Cause it sounds like you've, you'd like to do a lot of different things. A lot of different things will be, uh, the doors will be open for you. Yeah. Um, Many people, like teacher mentors that I talk to, like they're saying, hey, Angelina, you know, the one difficulty that you might face is choosing between what you like and right. choosing a final career path. And I don't really know particularly what I want to be 
like like what job I want five or six years from now, but I know that it's something that it has to be something to do with other people. It has to be a lot of collaboration, and I think teamwork makes the dream work. And so, <laughs> lots of cliches, but but that's good. Yeah, and working that's with awesome. others, the collaboration, the the people aspect is simply so right. important to me, as opposed to one person sitting in a lab. I mean, that that's stereotypically a scientist, but you know, nowadays science it involves so much collaboration. Like a few days back, they took and. The third image of a black hole, which is Sagittarius A, oh, my physics self is going yes. rambling on and on, but they took a, a picture, an image of the black hole at the center of our Milky Way, I think. And so that involved hundreds, if not thousands of scientists on that team with a few leaders here and there and just trying to work on such a huge project, taking an image of a black hole, can you imagine? And so nowadays science involves so much collaboration and that's one aspect of why I like science. It's not just about individuals or in the 1960s or whatever, or whatever, Albert Einstein or Isaac Newton just taking it's on everything. It's about teamwork. Yes, definitely. So many people working on different projects and that's how we kind of continue evolving in science and that's kind of in society as well. You see people collaborating in their small communities and helping local communities. You don't necessarily have to help the global communities. Just You don't have to keep that as a goal in mind, but just start small and help those around you and see, see how it turns out from there. That's awesome. I'll tell you right now, whatever you choose to be, you'll always be successful. Guaranteed. Thank you, Mr. Zinke. No, guaranteed. You know what? This is an awesome talk. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. Again, it's 7, well, actually, it's close to 8 o'clock now. Oh. <laughs> but that, uh, that, that was an awesome conversation. Enjoyed it. All the best to you, and good luck next year. All right? Thank you so much, Mr. Zinke. Take care. I'd like to thank Angelina once again for her time and her insight. You know, as a teacher, it makes me feel good when I reflect on so many great things that the young adults we teach are capable of and become involved in, especially when we talk about helping others and making a difference, which is exactly what Angelina and her friends did. They made a difference. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers once again. Thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. We'll both be back next week. Hopefully you will too. So as always, please take care, be well, and peace.